got a call from my brother up in Milner, preaching my damn hero, telling me how he got saved. Oh, I think when I hear about Jesus, it's how you could go tell me he's the one made you go. In this ghost along the never-ending highway But every corner turn distant sign An echo and a faded memory And you win your way And I win Cancel tour Sometime in the month of April Wishing I could go to Hillspring And leave these blues behind Empty pockets When I ain't on the road And if you bite the hand that feeds you You ain't gone Goes along the never ending highway. But every corner turn and distance. An echo and a faded memory. And you win your way. And I win mine. I got a from my brother up in Milner Preaching my damn hero Telling me how he got saved But all I think When I hear about Jesus Is how you could go tell me He's the one made you go And welcome to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Banyash, and today I am here with Richard Inman. Hello. Hello. It's so great to have you on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, uh, who are you? I don't know who you are. Well, I'm a songwriter based out of uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. and uh, What kind of songwriter? Uh, country folk. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, well, yeah, I would call it country folk. It's super, uh, it's super influenced by a lot of uh, songwriters from Texas, actually, from the 70s and 80s. But uh, it's it's definitely 
I, d- I would definitely call it folk music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said it's inspired by Texas 70s, 80s. Yeah. Why did you decide <laughs> that? Well, there was there's a lot of songwriters from that period of time that, that kind of changed country music and, and songwriting. Uh, Chris Christopherson, Guy Clark, Towns Van Zant um, are all really big influences on my writing. And, uh, and they were big influences on everybody. They kind of changed the way a lot of things were done, like as far as songwriting goes. And, um, and people that really looked up to them, like in the 80s, it kind of, there was this other generation like Steve Earle and Rodney Kroll and, and these guys that just kind of continued it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, w- I was super influenced by all that and that movement. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely a, a country folk songwriter country lover yeah. um so how did they how did you think that they changed songwriting and so wh- what exactly did they change or wh- well as far do? as christopherson goes i mean uh he was a very real and and gritty songwriter and there was there was this whole thing with country music in the 70s called the outlaw movement that mm-hmm. uh is more well known with uh with waylon jennings and uh willie nelson were like at the forefront. There was there was others like David Allen Coe, Johnny Paycheck, and uh, people remember this. But there was there was a lot of songwriters involved that, and th- and the thing is that they were uh, they were writing these real songs, and they were being completely different from what was going on in Nashville at the time, which was very uh, a lot of rhinestone cowboy suits and uh and very very pop influence and a lot of like pop music you know it kind of sounds familiar to what's going on in nashville right now i guess Mm -hmm. and i guess you know things happen history kind of repeats itself and i feel like now people are are sick of of uh you know this this fake thing that they keep hearing and they and they want something more just like then and so I, I kind of just looked at these guys who did things differently and and took uh, songwriting to a different level. And I, I kind of uh, modeled what I do after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. So you're very real. You like the gritty sound of, of their music? Or? Yeah. Well, and the songwriting, like the, as far as the subject matter too, like, I mean, I read a, a lot about... Um, well, a lot of personal experience, but I, I also write uh, stuff that's, uh, you know, I, I wrote in this album, there's a song called Redemption that it's a story about a, a cowboy in the late, you know, 1880s or 1890s in Alberta. And uh, it's it's a song that kind of came to me. I, I like to think it's a, a little bit more gritty than something you'd hear on the radio and a little bit more in depth of a of a song <laughs> mm-hmm. okay and, and okay we'll talk about that more later because we are actually gonna hear that song later um but let's just uh you are releasing an album or you've released an album on the 30th, 30th yeah um which i'm assuming will be great we haven't it hasn't happened yet but by the time <laughs> interview, it, i'm sure it was fantastic and you all the reviews would be like whoo um <laughs> but how did you get into music? Like, how did this all start? Uh, you know, I started uh, songwriting about 
eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think it was anything. Um, I kind of had been doing it for a long time. And, and as a writer, I, I'm pretty sure others can relate that when you first do something, you don't like it, <laughs> like mm-hmm. what you've done. And uh, I think there was a lot of that. There was a lot of throwing out songs and stuff that I really didn't like because I really didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, my, my love of this music has been a lifelong thing. I grew up in a, a pretty religious uh, family about an hour to the southeast of here and uh, on a farm. And, you know, we went to uh, church every Sunday, and we'd listen to this AM radio station out of Portage La Prairie, and they, they did a Sunday request show. They actually still do it. I listened to it last Sunday, and I was, it was great. I, I heard uh, Johnny Cash saying, Sunday morning coming down. Mm-hmm. And it never fails at about, you know, 1230, this station. We'll probably play this song. I mean, <laughs> if you tune in this Sunday, you'll probably hear it. What's the station? Uh, I can't even remember. <laughs> it's, it's well, it's... <laughs> Well, I I know the the letters. Yeah. I, I just uh, it's CFRY out of Portage, okay. but uh, I'm <laughs> it's like a preset already. You know, yeah. I just yeah. press the button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I I remember when I was a kid, I would hear this song, and uh, it just mm-hmm. blew my mind. This because there was a lot of gospel songs, and uh, I grew up singing gospel songs, which I'll I'll touch on a little bit more later as well. Mm-hmm. But this uh, this song, Sunday Morning Coming Down, was written by Chris Christopherson. And it, I think it's a pretty good example of, of how the, you know, the subject matter and, and he kind of upped the ante on things. And it's about a, the song is about a songwriter <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who wakes up after a night of, of songwriting and song swapping, I imagine, and and uh, partying, and you know, um, it's about it's basically about being hungover, <laughs> and uh, it would be played like right after you know uh, the old rugged cross or, or some gospel song, and I, I it always like stuck out to me this song, and I I remember just as a kid like. Just the words of that song still, you know, they're stuck in my head now forever, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think then I wanted to be a songwriter already. Mm-hmm. There was something about, and it was, I don't even know if it was the party <laughs> aspect that he, that he talks about. It was, there's, uh, it's great, uh, just the, the vivid imagery and stuff that he has in that song is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is about eight or nine years ago? and Well, this was when I was a kid, but okay. about eight or nine years ago, I started trying it out for myself. Okay, and ha- uh, you play guitar and banjo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, and when did, you, when did you start learning those instruments? Um, I was about, that was about ten years ago I picked up guitar seriously. Like, I bought my own guitar. Mm-hmm. But um, before that... Maybe when I was about five or six, I picked up the guitar for the first time. Mm-hmm. My dad uh, 
who's also a songwriter, but he never he never pursued it or anything. But you know, he's got like a notebook full of songs at home, and he had a couple really great guitars. And uh, I remember him trying to teach me chords, probably about as far back as when I was five or six. And I don't think I was, uh, you know, I wasn't very good at it at first. <laughs> <laughs> or any of us, though, other than yeah. like the child prodigies. Yeah, exactly. And those kids, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, and but about 10 years ago, I think I started, I bought my first guitar and started seriously mm-hmm. practicing and stuff okay so about eight or nine years when you started songwriting when did you decide that you wanted to be a performer uh, I think that was something that I just always wanted to do okay I remember when I was a uh, we were talking about William Prince earlier I remember we were having a discussion a few weeks ago about how we've always secretly wanted to be stand-up comedians oh really <laughs> William and, wants to be a stand-up comedian <laughs> well not anymore but we you know okay. when that was like our thing and he was talking about how he would he would memorize uh, John Panette. Okay. I think he would memorize some of his stand-up stuff, and he would do it at like parties or whatever. Um, That's so funny. I sorry, sorry, Will. <laughs> I'm telling your life story here, man. Um, and I remember thinking the same thing. Like I would love to do that. And I remember thinking about talent shows or, or at, like at school or or anywhere. You know that I would just like, man, that looks like it'd be a lot of fun. And so I think at that point I, I decided that I wanted to do something like that. And then this kind of evolved with, you know, I had this point <laughs> mm-hmm. about 10 years ago where I decided I wanted to play drums. And so I started drumming in a, in like a metal band. Okay. <laughs> it's like the same as country. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through, uh, throughout high school. And, you know, everybody's got that. Where they just like, oh, I don't want to listen to what I listened to when I was a kid because it's not cool or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was. And then we started playing shows, and then I realized, oh yeah, I love this. Mm-hmm. And with the metal band. Yeah, with yeah, the okay. metal band, okay. and then. Did you have like? Did you have long hair? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really had long okay. hair. I've tried. I've tried a few times, and then it just like it gets to the annoying part where you're yeah, like, if I wait awkward. two, yeah, if it mm-hmm. wait, if I wait two more months, it'll be awesome, and then you just cut it because you can't wait that yeah. two months. And uh, no, I. Sorry, I just <laughs> I asked the question about the long hair. I was just curious. <laughs> I have a I have a brother that's a metalhead, and he's just weird. So yes, Ethan, you are weird. <laughs> um, if you're listening, uh, sorry, keep going though. Um, drumming. Drumming. You realized you had to be a performer. Yeah. Well, I I think then I realized that I really enjoyed it, and that's what I wanted to do. And then you know, high school goes on, life goes on. Your band breaks up, and you're you don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But me, I was like left there with this drum set and this microphone, and I was like, oh man, I got to keep playing shows. So then I uh, I picked up the acoustic guitar again. Mm-hmm. And this is probably about seven or eight years ago. And then I remember I would open shows for um, for metal bands with just my acoustic guitar. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I started doing that. It's funny because I played at, at the Ellis Theater where, uh, where we're doing or where we did the release. <laughs> <laughs> you can and, talk uh, about it in future if it's no big deal. And, uh, People will understand. Yeah. 
I remember a few times I, I would I'd drive in because my band would have been on the bill, but no more band. So I would play these acoustic songs and I would hang out with these bands that were from out of town and stuff. And I was like, man, I just want a band to be in a band again. And they were just like, no, man, do it. Do what you're doing. Keep doing it. And I remember a lot of people were like, it's really cool that you're you're singing these like folky, folky songs and um, or what I thought was folk at the time. <laughs> um, and I remember there was this one show I played. It was someplace. I don't know. It was in southern Manitoba. It, it might have been Altona or. Or Morden or something like that. I can't remember. But it was at a church. And my uh, it was just me and my guitar. And I opened for metal bands. But it was such a good turnout. There were so many people in that room. I remember uh, leaving. And I had sold a bunch of these like little discs I made. These little samplers. And I just thinking, like, I want to do this all the time. Just mm -hmm. me and my guitar. I think I could. And then from there, I started, you know, piecing together uh, what would become my first album and this album. And slowly after, you know, six years of playing shows and <laughs> yeah. tr learning how to book my learning own shows. Trade, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I'm here and I can, I can book a tour and you know, release these songs and. Yeah, you're like I can book a tour with my eyes closed. Yeah, well, no, I can. It's it's super stressful and it, <laughs> <laughs> and it adds a lot, but uh, to your life. But uh, wouldn't trade it because once you're out there, you're like, all right. Then you get that feeling yeah. again, you know, where you leave the show and you're like, I could do this you get that, forever. That high from it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. That's great. You've been you tour a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. I try to. I try to do as much mm -hmm. as I can. Um, I see. I, I see your name a lot because I have a lot of our mutual friends and just through social media. Yeah. Um, with like Manitoba music and everything, uh, and you, you're you're quite um, active in the touring scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm, scene? I'm trying to. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm no Sean Burns yet, but I'll get there. What, what's <laughs> it? Uh, I don't know. What it is <laughs> whoosh over my head. Um, <laughs> what What is it like to be touring like that? It's, well, it's, like I said, it's super great once you're out there, and it's uh, super rewarding. Um, how do you, how do you start planning that? Like, how do you, like, okay, I'm going to make a tour, I want to do it in these dates. How do you even think, how do you plan that out? I don't even know, you know. It's for me, like, personally, I'm going to tell you my secrets right now. It's, I open a Word document, and I, like, kind of just write dates down and then I write where would be cool to play mm -hmm. and then I map this out and it's usually places I've been before okay and you know slowly but surely I'm getting to new ground I'm going to I'm going to Nanaimo on this next run Ooh. and, and I've never been there mm -hmm. I know somebody from there oh right on just one person though well tell them I'm playing at the vault on, I will she's on a folk singer so oh yeah. right on I'm yeah. playing at the vault on the 10th so mm -hmm. tell them to come out um yeah, and then slowly you kind of, after coming back to the same places a few times, you learn about new places and whatnot. So it's just a lot of just going out and doing it. And, uh, yeah, it's... Do you have any um, hiccup stories or, like, tales to... Like, of, of uh, 
Of touring, you mean? Yeah, like any kind of like, oh, I don't, know, don't nothing, do this in the future. Nothing, nothing yet. Okay. And I'm crossing my fingers, good, but I, but I've win. got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of good friends who have been doing this for a bit longer than me, and they've got stories. Like uh, my good friend Logan McKillop's got a. Mm-hmm. Got he's a, my, yeah, he's my. Oh my, yeah, he's got friend. a story yeah, for you. He's been on the show, yeah. Yeah, ask him about uh, Sault Saint Marie. And he'll tell you a hiccup story. Yeah, I've heard this, the story. <laughs> I've heard the story, and I've heard the song. About yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> well, he yeah he took a wrong turn and ended up at the U.S. border with a pocket full of uh, of the green stuff, <laughs> if uh, if you will. And uh, that's a hiccup story for oh, you. Oh, silly Logan. And I I was on the road with him last year for yeah. for thirty days, and and we were <laughs> after like. It didn't get old after hearing, like, that story, you know, for Mm -hmm. 26 or 27 nights, whatever it was we played. Yeah. It was hilarious, like, Mm -hmm. still, because (laughs) he's such a good storyteller. He is. And he's such a funny guy. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Um, So we actually started the show with a song called Milner Ridge. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, it's uh, the first single off the album, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's... uh, a song I wrote, probably I finished it. I finished it last year on tour when I was on the road with Logan. We were uh, we were driving from Sudbury to Peterborough, and I was uh, I remember I was kind of having some sort of weird panic attack or something. I never had had it like this before in my life, and I was I was like Logan, we gotta stop, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he's like, okay, so he pulled over. And I remember, like, I was like, okay, maybe I got to go to the washroom. So I went to this truck stop, went to the washroom, and I was sitting there thinking, like, man, this is just crazy. And then I, the, like, just the weird experience from driving in the middle, or not in the middle of the night, but it was dark already. It was late November. I had, like, thought I had seen people standing on the side of the road and stuff. And I got. It was night, you said? Yeah, it was dark. It was dark. I do that all the time. And I thought, yeah, I thought I saw, like, somebody standing on the side of the road, and then there was nobody there, and I was just having all this this, this crazy feeling come over me, and I, I wrote down the chorus, there's ghosts along the never-ending highway, That's every awesome. corner turn and distance sign, and, uh... I love that. That's yeah. really good. As a songwriter, makes me happy that that, <laughs> that works so well. Yeah, and... I mean, and the rest of the song, it, it kind of, it, su- it fit really well because it's a, it's a song about, um, about, kind of about being homesick, about missing people and, and uh, going on and kind of ultimate, u- ultimately where, where you end up in life. Um, I don't know if you know, but uh, Milner Ridge is a low security penitentiary in Manitoba here and... Uh, yeah, it's just a weird, you know, the, how the song kind of came together, and it, it's uh, it's one of the one of my favorites that I've written so far. Mm-hmm. All right, great. I I haven't heard it yet, um, but I'm very excited to hear it. Anyway, um, so after the the show, you're going on tour. Yep. And where are you going? Uh, well, I guess uh, it'll be. Tonight, November 1st, we'll be playing in Regina mm-hmm. at O'Hanlon's. And uh, 
the show starts at seven, I think. And then from there, we're going to Calgary mm-hmm. and playing on the third. We'll be playing at uh, the Palomino Smokehouse. Okay. And I, I don't have a list of dates here. I'm just going off That's the okay. top of my head. I will, I'll, um, I'll include the dates, or I'll find a link for the, for all of it and put it on the blog post so people who awesome. would like to know. Uh, yeah. That's where it will be. And you can find all this stuff on my website as well, mm-hmm. richardinmanmusic.com. It's uh, it's all there. I got the posters and uh, stream the album and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a Bandcamp page as well okay. that you can get to, and you can buy the album there. Ooh. You don't even need to come to the show, but you should come to the show. Um, <laughs> come to all the shows. To, I'm just like be a, like a what is it called when they uh, when they follow the band? What are they called? Does I don't know. Whatever. It's not important. <laughs> um, so your songwriting process. How do you start a song that it, it hopefully is successful in being completed? Um. Does that, does that question make sense? It makes sense in yeah, my head. Yeah, could you rephrase it maybe <laughs> or something? So there are many different ways to write a song. Yeah. Um, sometimes they are unsuccessful and you, they just end up being a, a sad, forgotten piece. But what have you noticed with the songs that you've been successful with, that you've finished writing, has there been a pattern of how you started them that have that you've started? Um, I've lost what I've said, but does it make you sense? Know, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And it, it's not the... S- it's. I don't think it's ever the same. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like I just was talking about Milner Ridge. That was. Yeah. I wrote the verses first, and then the chorus came to me when I was on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other songs where, you know, I can think about them. I can think about. Uh, kind of. The subject matter for a while, it can be just you know in the back of my head, and then it'll take ten minutes to write. You write a song in 10 minutes? Well, I, no, see, that's the thing, right? It's, I don't think it's writing a song in 10 minutes, but, like, I can write it, all this stuff that I've been thinking about for months oh, I see. down in, like, 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, Just yeah, been building I'm, up. Yeah, exactly, and I've been thinking about it for a long time, and then the words kind of just fit together, and, and they, they come out of this place that I've been uh, thinking about. Okay. And, uh, and actually the next two are ex- good examples of that. So we will take a break now, and we're going to listen to the, the second song, uh, "Snowbird." What is that song about? Uh, it's it's about kind of uh, trying to escape the inevitable, really. And in this case, I used uh, winter as an example of that. And uh, it's also one of those songs I wrote. I re- probably wrote it down in about ten minutes, but I've been thinking about it for a while. And I wrote it at uh, Cam McKillop's house, Logan's dad's. Okay. Right before we left on tour, it was probably the second night or third night, and I was sitting there seven in the morning, and the and the snow started to fall outside, and I decided that um, I think now's a good time to write all this down, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then I and then I wrote it, and I uh, by the end of the tour, I had it down. Interesting. It was. Uh, was going to be the title track for the album, but uh, I met a guy named Miles Wilkinson in Edmonton who works for their uh, their campus radio station. Yeah. He was actually uh, Ann Murray's guitar player, and he's got a big rap sheet, but I won't get into that now, of like all the people he's produced. You're but like, this is about <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was like, yeah, Ann Murray had a record called Snowbird, so I was like, oh. Kind of looked into yeah, it. It yeah. was like a pretty big thing. So, yeah. 
It's like, well, I'm not going to call my album a man or a snowbird <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, you can do that if you want. You're a little confusing. Uh, like, what? Why? Then you'll have the song Snowboard, and like, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, great. So we will take a break, and we are now going to listen to your song, which isn't the, t- the al- album title track because it's self-titled. Yeah. yeah. Um, Snowbird. But it's the first song on the album, so. Oh, it's the first song on the album. So, Snowbird. <laughs> Got a call from my brother up in Milner, preaching my damn hero, telling me how he got saved. Oh, I think when I hear about Jesus, it's how you could go tell me he's the one made you go. And this goes along the never-ending highway But every corner turn distance sign An echo and a faded memory And you win your way And I win Cancel tour Sometime in the month of April Wishing I could go to Hillspring And leave these blues behind Empty pockets When I ain't on the road And if you bite the hand that feeds you You ain't gone Goes along the never ending highway. But every corner turn and distance, an echo and a faded memory. Got a call from my brother up in Milner, preaching my damn hero, telling me how he got saved. But all I think 
I hear about Jesus This is how you could go tell me He's the one made you go Hello everyone, welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is still Ashley Bianyaj and I am still here with Richard Inman. Hello Richard. Hello. Hello. So we just finished listening to your song Snowbird, which uh, was released on your self-titled album on Sunday at, uh, where again? The Bandwidth Theater, yeah. Oh, the Bandwidth Theater. Uh, and you had uh, William Prince opening for you, yeah. which was great. And now you're on tour. You're actually supposed to be in Regina today. This yeah. Tuesday, um, but you're here with me uh, secretly. Somehow time works uh, in mysterious ways. You drive ways. really, really fast. You do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great, perfect. Um, so, why did you decide to write this album or create this album? Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to stop writing songs anytime soon. It was just I'd been uh, sitting on the other album and those other songs for a while, and and these songs were like just kept coming, and I was like, okay. It's time to do another album, and uh, I recorded. What is your What is your first album called? Thirty days. Thirty days. Okay. And uh, that one I actually recorded with Micah Ehrenberg and Brendan Samard. Okay. At uh, at an art space downtown, uh, seventy two Princess. There was there was a, a like a golden era of awesome shows there for about like four months, <laughs> five months, <laughs> and somewhere in between there we got we got enough work done to make an album, so it was great. But uh, then, th- then I just kept writing songs after, and I kept playing shows and uh, trying to get out on the road and stuff. So I, uh, I did get out on the road, and then, <laughs> and then I wrote uh, wrote a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. And um, oh darn it, I was just so entranced with what you were saying. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so what is your favorite song on the album? That's really hard to to say. It's a very unfair question, considering you should love all your songs. Yeah, but you know what? What song is just like, yeah, I'm gonna play this song next. If you um, I think I really, I like I like playing sad songs, and a lot of these songs are would would be considered sad for sure. But I really like a um, uh, the song Redemption actually, which we're gonna close with. Yeah, it's uh. It's one. It's one song that isn't based on on personal experience exactly. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a cowboy song. Yeah. And I I wrote from the eighties. Yeah, from the from the eighteen eighties. Oh, eighteen eighties. Yeah, that makes not, more sense. I was gonna say like the nineteen eighties. Not that many cowboys, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, something I actually thought up on tour was uh, we were driving uh, from. I think we came from. Uh, we played Creston, BC, and then we were heading over to Lethbridge, and that's that area is where my family's from, um, from Cardston County, and my, and so I got a lot of like I grew up, I spent my summers out there, and um, I was very. I remember we were driving through; it was dark, and I, I was thinking up this story. I was like, "This is this song. I don't know exactly where it came from." But it's one of my favorites because it. I was looking out at the landscape and I was, I wanted to paint this picture that I was seeing in my head and and kind of seeing in front of me. So, uh, I really enjoy doing that. I, I like painting a picture for people. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's why it's probably one of my favorites. Okay, one of your favorites. That's, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to word it. One of my favorites, because really they're all your favorites. Yeah. Um. So you've been perf- we've been performing for quite some time. You do have a l- quite a few shows underneath your belt. Yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for the listeners of uh, who may be starting to perform or thinking about it? Um, things that may, you may have learned along the way that might speed up their their process of performing. Um. I don't really know. You know, like it's. Or just ha- do you just have any good tips for them? Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to think, like something that. Uh, I mean, it can I'm be more than one thing too. It doesn't have to be just one thing. If you if want. you if you really really love performing, then then do it. I mean, that's that's why I do it. I mean, I don't know if I can. I'm always bad at the whole advice thing. <laughs> Um, How about things that they shouldn't do? Well, don't be late. <laughs> don't be late. Don't that's be. A, that's real. actually you'd think that'd be pretty straightforward and obvious, but some people, I I've, I've known artists who showed up half an hour late to a show because mm-hmm. they were performing last, or, or half an hour late to an interview. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, forget. I mean or that's I something that I've I've. Definitely learned over the years, just because I've been, oh, I've been late before, and don't be late. It's, uh, it's no good for anybody. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? Yeah, don't don't be late. Don't be too drunk. Don't be too hungover. Um, I like how stuff. you said like don't be drunk or don't be hungover. Don't be too drunk. <laughs> don't be too hungover. Yeah. You know, like just be able to function. You got to pick your battles, kind of thing. Especially when you're out on on the road, that's one thing too. Yeah. And uh, man, back to Logan McKillop. That guy is a, a trooper, who knows how to pick his battles. And uh, <laughs> I learned a lot from from being on the road with that guy because he, uh, yeah, he put on a lot of miles. He he did most of the driving. I'm not gonna lie, he did all the driving last year. <laughs> and uh, man. That guy is, uh, can't say enough about Logan McKillop. We're not going to say anything more because this isn't about Logan. <laughs> if we want to talk about Logan, he can come back on the show. We yeah, can talk for and he better album. have a new album out. He better have I a new know. album. I <laughs> know. I've been waiting and waiting. Logan, if you're listening, we are waiting very impatiently. Um, but music takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of um, commitment and time. Do you do it full time? You know what? Uh, I don't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunate enough to have uh, bosses and have a job that allow me to take time off to pursue this. And I mean, they let me take time off for festivals. They let me take time off for the Calgary Stampede. You must be the best employee if they I, let you. Do I it. am not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and like, honestly, like, yeah, you can leave and take as long as you want. We don't want you back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But. Uh, you know what? It, I really appreciate what those guys do for me. That's and that uh, blows my mind. You know, and I, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like super grateful for that. But because uh, I know it's it's pretty tough. I've I've done it where uh, it's just been me and the music. But it kind of I I let it spin out of control. You know, when there's not enough structure. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, 
I think the goal eventually is to one day maybe do this completely full time. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd love it. Yeah, I'd just love wake it up sure. every day and perform. Like that, who's that guy that just won like the the pri- some kind of prize for, and he's like always on tour and he's like always performing. I don't know. Never mind. It's not important. Uh, I know. I know a lot of people who are always on tour. <laughs> <laughs> There's this like famous guy, like 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 this huge name that I just can't remember. Never mind. It's not important. Um, he's not here. Um, he probably isn't gonna listen to this interview, anyways. So, the reason why I brought that up is because you 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 have a job. Hmm. Um, how do you balance working? I mean, you you do get time off, but when you're not uh, when you're not off time when you when you're working, how do you balance writing? Uh, have working with your backup backing bands. Uh, planning the tour because when you especially you're when you're a solo artist you're doing a lot of the work yourself yeah it's there's a you know you just make time you you make time for the things you love and that's that's what i do for mm-hmm. sure um if you're really passionate you would make time yeah exactly and and i i really uh this is something i really love for sure i uh, just something i wanted to mention as well the uh, <laughs> That I probably should have mentioned sooner is uh, <clears throat> I recorded the album at the Song Shop with Scott Nolan. Um, What's he, it like working with Scott Nolan? It's great. Yeah. Super, super mm, great. I know it's, he helped uh, William too. Yeah, he did Will's record too. Yeah, and he did my friend Brady Enslin's. Um, Kieran West and the Buffalo Band yeah. worked with him. Um, he's got this big list of people. I think Lynn Hansen as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's, it's super great. And Jamie, Jamie Sitar. Of, uh, out of town sound uh, he mixed and mastered it but he also engineered it and uh helped produce it as well so they it was great it's um they're like a dynamic duo and they get they get stuff done and uh yeah it's, it sounds super good and uh i didn't stray from my original vision for these songs oh that's fantastic which is which is Awesome. <laughs> a drink, like a, that's like a dream of artists. Yeah. Like no sacrifices were made. So you're so you're you're proud of this. this yeah. Is, oh, super yeah. proud of it. And I I just can't wait to you know to tour on this album finally. Like I've been playing these songs all summer and uh, I played an open mic in Calgary a few months ago and I played two songs that weren't on my the album that I had then that are on this album and. Uh, I think I sold like 29 albums and I just did two songs and it was they it was it, right then I knew I was like okay I got to get this album done and I got to like sell yeah. this I got to have like physical product here for people mm-hmm. because uh these songs are great they're, well they're they're real to me and I think people can uh can understand that relate so I'm super excited to finally have this this product in my hands. And mm-hmm. So when this album is released, where can people buy it um, or listen to it as well? Well, you can stream it out on my website, richardinmanmusic.com, mm-hmm. and buy it on Bandcamp. Okay. And then I'll have physical copies at every show. And I'm, and if you're from uh, from the southeast where I grew up, you could probably buy it at the Sardo General Store. Mm. <laughs> okay. And uh, that's that's where people go to pick up their beer. Oh, liquor. okay. So get your beer and then get your album. Yeah, exactly. Listen to it on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I'm gonna definitely uh, work out some more stuff too. Like I, I want to do uh, uh, a vinyl reissue oh, in cool. the in the late winter, early spring, and uh, yeah, 
hopefully do a big um release well yeah in a in a like a hire a publicist and do a bit of a, a campaign for that okay but i'm super excited anyway um mm-hmm. i can't i like i really like i said i just can't wait to get out there and start start Sharing. playing this yeah. yeah that's awesome and so where can people find you on social media so they can follow you well yeah i got the I don't, you don't have a cell phone so <laughs> do you have social media yeah i've i've got a facebook page and then my website I, I just set up a blog actually so i'll be updating people in the next couple of weeks on the road as well um yeah, the and yeah, you can like my Facebook page. I'm not on Twitter, unfortunately, or uh, why not? You don't like I don't tweeting? Know. I don't know. I just never. It was one of those things, you know. I was like, okay, I got Facebook now, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll need it. And you know what? Sometimes I'd like to just hire somebody to run, you know, my Facebook stuff for me and never touch a computer again, and just be like, yeah, completely living in a different century. But that's not the world we live in. <laughs> one day you can. I'm going to have a smartphone in no time and going to be like looking at Yeah, it once like, you have the smartphone, it'll be so much easier to update. Oh, totally. Media. And like especially with the cameras and stuff that are on there now, like people mm-hmm. like Instagram and all that stuff. That's great. Do you I, have an uh, Instagram? I don't. Because I <laughs> you I know, know right if now we can be friends. <laughs> I mean, we can be we can be acquaintances and obviously we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> but like in the real world, I probably will not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Please be my friend. Uh, <laughs> but Instagram is fun. Um, so when you get your smart smartphone, will you have Instagram and all that and Snapchat and Vine and do you know what Vine is? I have no idea what Vine is. Okay, no. that's okay. It's not that great. Um, <laughs> you can just sing for like six seconds every day and uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'll uh, I might like I said, I might just hire somebody to do all that and remove myself further. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. So we are going to finish with a song called Redemption. We've talked about it a little bit yeah. once or twice in the interview. Um, it sounds like you really like this song. Yeah, I, I feel like this is the song I, I, I really enjoy. Like if I, uh, if I do a workshop, a writer's workshop or something, I like to. Because I feel like this really um, shows me people that I, that I really like to paint a picture with words and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that to me, I mean, that's that's what I love. I like to, like I said, I like to be real with people. And uh, I want them to experience something real too, so. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I, I haven't heard the song yet, so I'm just like, I'm really excited because it sounds like it's going to be amazing. So everyone who's listening right now is in a real, for a real treat. They get to listen to it. In a bit, because we're not done talking yet. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I do this all the time. Well, I mean, uh, I could talk a little bit about the musicians that were on these recordings. Please do, yes. My uh, uh, my good friend, Ryan Funk, who's going to be with me on this tour, uh, he played uh, slide guitar, like an old archtop slide on the record so if you hear something that sounds like a dobro it's actually ryan playing the slide guitar a dobe a dobro a dobro it's like a it's like a slide guitar okay. <laughs> except um i don't know there's for those uh bluegrass nerds out there that might be listening there's a couple you're, you're gonna yeah you're gonna get mad and cringe at what i'm about to say but i don't know it's like a slide guitar that uh with a resonator in it and uh 
It sounds sort of like the slide guitar you're going to hear in this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and uh, he introduced me to his uncle, Bernie Thiessen, who plays uh, upright bass on these recordings um, and a little bit of electric bass. I think Jamie played bass on one song as well, but mm-hmm. we did a lot of stuff live off the floor. And then my friend uh, Jordan Bissonette, who, uh, who plays uh, pedal steel guitar, for the Mad Trappers, he did a couple of tracks on this album, and uh, Scott Nolan did all the keys. Oh, okay. uh, he did the the piano, and uh, he had a fully uh, restored, brand new, well, no, fully restored uh, Wurlitzer there, and we we got to play around, uh, play around with that for the first time. And it's it's going to be, it's actually on Milner Ridge. You can hear it, and it sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think. Oh, my friend Justine Vandergrift from. Uh, Originally from Edmonton, she lives in Calgary now. She did. She did uh, the background vocals. Okay. And then there's one song on the album. If you buy it, stream it, whatever, listen to it. It's uh, there's a choir part in the background. Oh. And so we did. Uh, it was William Prince, Scott Nolan, and then Scott's partner Rachel, and they all. Uh, we overdubbed that a few times, and sounds like a choir. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's everybody. I hope I didn't miss anybody. Yeah. Because uh, feel real bad about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Cool. You know what? Now I just I just actually remember you said earlier in the interview that you were come back to the gospel. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then you mentioned that the, there's a choir. Um, is this what we were ta- going to say we're going to talk about later that we never actually ended up talking about? Yeah, you know what? Um, sort of. <laughs> There's uh, the songs uh, that you listened to earlier, Snowbird is very much, it's very uh, poetic and kind of structured a bit like a gospel song. And I, I grew like up. Like chord progression wise or like? Uh, yeah, I think so. And okay. just some of the the phrasing and the words and stuff, it, it Reminded me a lot of a hymn. Okay. And there's, so I re-recorded it with just a piano, and it's at the end of the album. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, I was talking to Ryan about it on our last little run out to Alberta, and uh, he figures, and I guess I do too, that you know, like hymns were probably the first thing that we heard in our like formative years, being from religious families. So that. Influ- I guess that influenced our, our writing and our what we like tend to lean to anyway. And so that's, I feel like it was very much influenced by by an old hymn or something, and I, I'm super proud of it. And That's, that's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. I'm so happy that you came on to the show. And well, yeah, thanks that. so much for having me. Um, it was tough to figure out a date. Yeah, to get together. it was a bit, yeah, it was a bit of a... Uh, you, are, you are hard to get hold of. You are yeah, so busy and important. Like I said, that, that smartphone thing, it's knocking on my door. And one mm-hmm. of these days I'll uh, I'll give in. Do you know what kind of phone you're going to get? Are you going to be an Apple? Are you going to be a... I might try that new Google phone. Okay. Just because it's not Apple or Samsung, but who knows? Maybe there'll be something. Maybe by the time, maybe by the time I cave, there'll be something even better and more awesome. Like a VR phone, like a virtual reality. I don't know. Okay, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) I think it's time 
to go. Um, thank you so much for coming to the show. This has been fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, no, absolutely. You can come back anytime. Maybe we'll bring you and Logan, and then you guys can like talk about stories about the tours you guys have had together. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be a really great episode. Um, is there anything that you would like to add before we go? Um, if uh, in case you didn't already hear, um, check out richardinmanmusic.com. You can stream the album there and go to Bandcamp to buy it. Um, check out the tour dates. I'll be on the road for the next uh, four weeks, going all the way to Nanaimo, then back, and then out to Toronto and back. So. Mm-hmm. Look at the website, take a look, see if I'm uh, in your neighborhood or in one of your friends' neighborhoods and let them know. Mm-hmm. And for people who are listening to this on the blog, uh, there will be links to all the social medias as well as a link to where you can find all the tour dates uh, while uh, Richard is on tour. So, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. This Thanks has been so much so fun. so much I, for having me. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, thank you so much, for everyone, for tuning in. Uh, this has been the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. My name is Ashley Bionyash, and I'm here with Richard Inman. Uh, check out his album. It's self-titled. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Um, based on what I know from you as a songwriter, I know that I already know it's going to be fantastic. So... If you missed the first half of this interview, don't worry. It is on www.winnipegmusicproject.com. Or if you t- if you go on Friday on at 8 a.m., you can re-listen to the whole interview. That'd be awesome if you did that. That'd be so cool. Um, yeah, now we're going to close the show off by listening to Redemption. <laughs> Keep me in your memory burning bright A signal fire slowly fading in tonight Keep the empty picture frame above The bar and sir, strong tall drink to those you love Don't forget the rainfall that once gave Life to a single seed upon a fresh filled grave And the morning will come And in the night For every soul finds truth In the darkness and the light Let my ghost wander neath the shade Of those northern rocky peaks And foothills where we laid Let my buckskin stallion wander free For he has earned the right To live his days in peace Empty the last cartridge from my gun A piece of wooden iron Stolen men, good men
Robinson Bear redemption Still be found For me The kind of younger me Would not receive Call me liar, but his gun was not so fast. The judge or jury witnessed my last words as he laid my body by a lone pine for the birds. And the morning will come, and the night. For every soul finds truth in the darkness and the light. And the light. 